Hey, he's Jake, and I'm Matt. And welcome to Pat's Chat, the UK's best New England Patriots podcast. How's it going and welcome to another episode of Pat's Chat. It's myself Matt and I am joined on winning Monday slash Tuesday, probably when you listen to this, by Jake. How's it going Jake? Yeah, as you said, winning Monday. So spring in your step, the socially distant step. Um, And yeah, happy days. I'll take a win any day of the week, any way, anyhow, messy, dirty, clean, perfect, imper- I don't care. Win's a win. That's all that matters. Mm. Hmm. How about you? you hmm. don't, don't, don't sound. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded so, it started off with such a high level of positivity and energy. And Yeah. No, I, I, I'm of the same mindset, obviously, but at the same time, I'm just like, skin of the teeth where it, it mm. feels like we just ran up to the cardinals pinched their back pocket got the wallet out and ran away like we really did just steal that one off them i think they should be really really mad mm. like that but then think about it it's kind of how many times this this season have we turned around and gone oh man but if it wasn't for you know, like we we talk very differently about the sea. We'd be talking very differently about the Seahawks game, for example, hmm. um, in another set of circumstances. So I just kind of see it as it kind of came back round. It's probably another three or four coming back round on that basis. But well, we we've got the uh, Chargers next. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that could be another one of those ones that you know we'll win by a score because that seems to be their mantra apart from yesterday uh, i've not watched their game fully but i've i don't know if you've seen it but there was a, a highlight I, I saw i think it was dan hansis uh retweeted it from whoever's account it was and you know that i think it was nick mangold possibly for the jets that there was the whole line moved apart in the center just standing there with the ball or sort yeah. of crouch with the ball you know that funny well i think it was the jets um well yeah or maybe the steelers i, I the think steelers it's happened a couple of times actually yeah i feel like the steelers did it like last year or the year before yeah or it was a cult or it would be a culty thing to do just thinking about that that play there was that definitely one of them anyway or a couple of them that's <laughs> happened in recent memory um I had it in my head it was the Jets. It wouldn't surprise you if it was the Jets. Um, but yeah, the yesterday with the, in the Chargers game, the, Justin Herbert was going for a quarterback sneak. He was about four yards from the goal, but or two yards from goal. And I think he had to get to the one-yard line to get the f- fresh set of downs. He was going for a quarterback sneak, and the rest of the line took about three steps back and left the poor man to get mauled by about four linemen. It's hilarious. Oh, I'm excited to see it. But at the same time, it's absolutely criminal because that's basics. That especially when you're near the goal line as well, and you just get like your quarterback get absolutely pummeled by a bunch of like overly sized grown men, and the the guy's practically still a teenager with his uh, his looks and age and what have you. Yeah, I mean, and and the thing is, that could go so badly. You know, what if that was the play that, I don't know, got him injured in a similar fashion to Joe Burrow or something like that? I mean, Mm. it must be going on a little bit. But do you remember there was that guy in the NFL who, was he running? I don't know. He was a receiver, I think. And then he ran the ball and he started celebrating and dropped the ball before he actually went into the end zone. So Mm -hmm. it it didn't count. It's kind of along those lines of what you did. Don't do that. Just play play the game. 
Yeah, no, totally. It was, um, it's hilarious, but at the same time, you, because of the, the situation it was, the, when you get, as I say, four or five linemen are just on top of you, and it could end up being another Joe Burrow situation, but thankfully it wasn't, but, and it, it can be seen as comical, but uh, absolute criminal in the professional game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, how how are you? Um, how do you even come back from something like that if it goes the wrong way? All I can think about is just you know, this is like deer in the headlights scenario. Or you being like, "All right, everyone's here. Everyone, oh my god, where where have they gone?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of deer in headlights, that was kind of how I sort of envisaged the uh, envisaged uh, the. <laughs> the um, Patriots performance yesterday was I thought it could have been a heck of a lot worse than it actually ended up being obviously we came out in the good side of a, a win um, but especially in the second half when they started running on us I thought oh, oh here we go this could be mm. terrible but and it was weird because all the way up the field the line were getting ran on and then as soon as it came to that goal line situation, then you're just like, Mr. Drake, you stop there. You're not getting over this line today, sir. Thanks you very much. You shall not pass. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was um, a bizarre one. Like, very weird. It was, very, it was just inconsistent. Um, I was just saying to you before we started recording that um, I was talking to my boss about... Um, some of the NFL games and what's been going on and um, her woes with Arsenal Football Club. And I was saying to her that, you know, it's kind of a similar boat here with, you know, the Patriot Nation um, and Patch Track UK, where it just kind of feels like there's no consistency going, you know, from week to week. God, I mean, even from quarter to quarter, it just felt like you're watching several different variations of Patriots teams coming out and showing different things um mm. yeah it, it was a mess really it, offensively it definitely i thought I yeah thought, defensively i thought it was kind of a bit janky but like they definitely like, it's better than it has been put it that mm. way it was definitely better than um the game against the texans and yes i've yeah. seen a few clips back from yesterday and Adam Butler was just steaming up through the middle, which helped. So, well, it, it helped get... I was going to say it helped Murray get to the outside, but Murray likes getting to the outside um, in comparison to Cam, who likes to go up the middle, and the Cardinals choked him up the middle quite a lot um, yesterday. But, yeah, it helped that pressure. Then you Uche on one side, Winovich on the other side, was then, like, the three of them together combined was just almost like a, a mandible claw type thing. They just, <laughs> it was, they, he eventually got the running going in the second half. But yeah, generally speaking, the, apart from that running that I speak of, uh, the defence held up well. Gilmore had a, a good game, pretty much <clears> one-on-one <throat> one the whole yep. time against Hopkins. Didn't let him get anything going, pretty much. Now, there was a few, that scoring drive they had, um, in the second half, the couple of PI calls that went to, went against Gilmore, I thought were a bit harsh. Um, but it's you know it, it happens. The, the the shirt grab one, you could um, fault that it was like right in front of the referee, and you know you you should know just not to do it. I don't know what else you do in that situation apart from let the guy run past you and catch the ball. I guess. But, it's that old adage of sort of taking one for for the team almost, but it kept their drive alive really, which was a bit. That was the shit part about it. But in general, Gilmore had a a great game, which was good to see after being out for a few games and not actually performing anywhere near his best in the last couple of weeks since he came back. He was almost non-existent. I thought um, the last yeah. couple of weeks, and he actually well, he had to show up yesterday, and unlike the. The Bucks defense against Tyreek Hill. Have you saw any of that yet? Mm, no, I had though. Oh, I, I saw that's... 
it's ridiculous. They they leave Hill one on one, like one of the fastest receivers in the league. Like Hopkins isn't the fastest, and it was a good meaty challenges all day long between him and Gilmore. But like we saw in the uh, Bills game, he can jump like the best of them, like any basketball player type would jump. Yeah. He loves meeting the it. A freak athlete. He he loves meeting it at the high point, like like Julio Jones likes to do. Meets it at the high point, catches it from almost anywhere, and you think, ah, it's over his head. That's gone. That's passed. That's fine. And he come he comes down with the ball, and he's on his pinky or whatever. But yeah, the Bucks just left Hill one on one, fastest guy in in the league practically, and he just smoked them twice in the space of about five minutes. I think by the end of the end the first quarter. Um, Mahomes had something ridiculous like 160 yards in the first quarter alone <laughs> and two of those was like a 75 yarder at hell and then another like 60 yarder to him about four minutes later Jeez. yeah it was ridiculous take it but, easy <laughs> but I mean fair play to Mahomes he um Romo, this is not me because I'm um, pointing this out, but Romo pointed out in the, the commentary that he kept his eyes on the safety and down his left-hand side the whole time, knowing where Hill was going. And then yeah. he just went, oh, and threw it, and he was gone because the safety had already been stuck in that middle. And it was like, there's no way he's getting across to help his corner. But yeah. Um, but apart from that, yeah, the defence... Back on track, the defence played um, stoutly and quite well overall, um, especially in comparison to what we've seen last week, um, really as well. A, like A huge, huge improvement on last week. Offensively, it was all over the place again, I thought. I, thought, I don't know, again, if that comes down to McDaniel's calling or what. I thought or there was a couple. I thought, what is going on? There was a th- second... Second and 12 after a loss of yardage, and they called a running play. I was <laughs> yeah, I remember it now. Yeah, and because I had the same reaction of wait, what? Yeah, and, and there, got... there was more than one, wasn't there? Because sh- I'm sure there was one where James, I want to say it was James White, actually somehow managed to actually get it over. I think we were like three and um, third down. To like three and twelve or something, and he managed to somehow defy everything and actually get the first down. Um, uh, he might have done. I can't um, recall off the top of my head, but there certainly was. Well, I think it was White that was involved with that one as well. It was second and twelve after a loss of two yards in the the first down, and it was like running play, and he got stuffed at the the line of scrimmage. So it was third and twelve. I just thought, what? What? I think. I mean, if you. They were pretty good, especially because it was an interior run. They were pretty good all day long, either at their interior stuff and trying to keep Cam in that in that pocket and forcing him to throw, I thought, was their game plan that seemed to be working quite well for them. And for the run play to be up that A gap, B gap, then are just like, oh, why? <laughs> just why? You know, Especially when you're using utilizing white, then you could go on the outside quite easily with them, and at least make it a third and six, third and five, or something like that. But no, nah, so yeah, I don't know if that was on the play calling, but there was a stage. I think it was third quarter that Harris started getting a few, a, a little bit of a run game going, and I thought, oh, brilliant, we're going to go with this. And then they went went away from it again. I was like, oh. it was just, it was overall, it was just frustrating. I think. Um, I know we come away with it's a win, but yeah, it was a bit. It was almost like taking a paintball gun and just shooting at a wall and whatever color. You know, you didn't actually know what color the paintballs were. It was just right. We're going to yeah. have a pink wall today. Oh no, it's blue. Oh crap, we've used the wrong pellets. Like, yeah, but you know. I'll stop rambling on. I'll let you. I'll let you chat for a while. <laughs> oh no, no. I mean, I, I agree with everything you're you're saying. Um, it just felt very haphazard, and 
you know, if there was a game plan, I, I don't think it was particularly clear to anyone watching what that game plan necessarily was. Um, I mean, we, I, I, I think we need to just address the elephant in the room that's becoming less an, of an elephant and becoming more and more kind of clear and apparent. But um, Harry. Hmm. Yeah, I was. Uh, I messaged you about it yesterday, didn't I? When I, I was out, um, I was out walking my dogs when the game had started. So I found a, a radio stream, and it was Bob Sosi and Scott Zolak. And if you get a chance to, if you've not actually listened to it, then just stick Game Pass or Sky on mute, and find. Um, find the radio station if anyone wants it. I don't want to. I don't know how legal or illegal it is or whatever. I don't know, but I don't want like too many people jumping on this site. So then it ruins it. Um, but so if anyone wants it, DM us and I'll I'll give you the link to it. And you can you don't need a VPN or anything. And you'll listen to Sosi and Zolak. And Zolak just at one point just went an absolute scathing attack on him because he was like, well he's not really a receiver anymore and if I was a couple of blocking assignments I think it was the in the schemes on the plays the time I was out and he wasn't even doing that properly and he gave away a holding call to give them um, first down again it was like well if you can't receive properly and you can't like block and help the run game properly then what use are you? Oh, and by the way, AJ Brown's just scored another touchdown. And he was obviously available uh, at that part, at that point in the draft. And we took Harry over AJ Brown when everyone and then anyone, their man, their dog knows we need somebody that can stretch the field. And AJ's the type of player that could do that. But yeah, we went this for says Harry. It's a lot and... about our scouting of receivers, I think. If if how many busts have we had at receiver now? God knows how many. We seem yeah. to do well if they're in like the seventh or like ninety fifth round, um, but it, it just doesn't seem to work for us when when we draft them fairly high. Mm. I, mean, I mean, I can't think of a, of one that's worked really well. Not off the top of my head, and it's the complete opposite. A team like the Steelers who love like a second round pick on a wide receiver. And they just seem to make it work and they just keep churning them out. And it's not, it's almost, you know, they know that they've got a shelf life and they might, they don't need to pay them top dollar or such. So when they're likes of Juju, he's on his, he'll be a, a free agent next year. So they've gone and picked up Chase Claypool this year, who's out, granted he's outperformed what, um, he may, it was maybe expected to, but he still performed well enough that, if need be, they can get rid, probably get rid of um, Juju next summer. Well, next spring, summer, whenever. Um, and you know they'll wait another couple of years and they'll draft another receiver and they'll just keep churning out. But yeah, we don't seem to be able to do it somehow for whatever reason. Even if we go and pick up someone in free agency or whatever, I don't know. It's but the thing is, like with Harry, to, I mean, I was, I'm not a big college guy. I've said this on the podcast before. So I don't really know who's that good or who's that bad, apart from the bits here and there that I um, I watch when I can. And the when people were saying about Harry, they go, right, he's a big dude. He's, um, you know, he can catch a ball it's I thought brilliant that's you know that's it that makes sense to me he's a big guy we've lost Gronk in the last couple of year you know he can be the guy that goes to the the corner of the end zone and pick up that fade pass that sort of thing get touchdowns that way um yeah it's just never materialized for whatever reason so what do you do now you put him into pass block options for run plays for Harris, for White, for Sonny Michel. And then I mentioned it in the pod last week that he missed one. And then he's missed, I think he missed at least one this week. Plus he's given away a holding call as well. You're like, well, what left do you do with the, with the guy now? 
yeah, it's a it's a it's a tough one. Um, not a lot. I think you probably look and try and work out how much you get from him on the trade block. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm not sure. You know, like we were talking a while ago about you know, oh, you know, Cam's trying to feed him the ball and X Y Z. I mean, the 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 path he has to becoming a elite wide receiver is just getting harder and harder every game. You know, that we go now. It's um, it. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. I, I wanna I wanna like him in terms of like as, as a player and stuff. And there's still definitely. I mean, his, his career is is young enough. It's not like he's been horrifically injured or anything. And now he's lost, you know, ten steps of pace or whatever. Mm. But at the same time, he's just it's not shown enough to kind of be like, oh yeah, this is kind of the future of the wide receiver position. Yeah, well, there was a stat I saw this morning that his best play of, or his best week, sorry, his best game week was week two against Seattle of out of his, his two years so far. Uh, it was week two against Seattle at the start of this season and he went eight catches for 72 yards and zero touchdowns. And that's his best stat line for his time in New England so far, which... Just to confirm, he's had zero touchdowns this year, right? Yes. I didn't think he had. Yeah, okay. Yeah, as far... I feel like I haven't seen one from him. No, as far... I can double-check, but yeah, as far as I'm aware, it's um, zero. And um, just to interrupt our our train of thought here for a second, um, breaking news... Um, it's come up on my phone as Raven Steelers has been now postponed till Wednesday. We were speaking about it just before we started recording. Um, it's been pushed from Tuesday to Wednesday. But the more pressing news for us, um, Patriots related, is Julian Edelman's been moved to the COVID list. Uh. So we were just about to get him back from IR, hopefully, and they've pushed him on the COVID list, which puts him out for another three weeks at least, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, kind of like, oh, well, at this point, <laughs> yeah. it really is kind of, uh, you yeah. know, it is He's, what it is. It rains, it pours. Harry's got zero touchdowns. Um, he's, uh, has he? No, sorry, he's got one touchdown. I was looking oh. at, I was looking at the Russian stats. He's got one touchdown. Um, But yeah, um, it still it doesn't bode well. You know, you've it's he's a first round pick and he's got one touchdown on the season so far. I think it's uh, it's just not the best at all, really, is it? It it just doesn't it doesn't look great. I mean, I really honestly wouldn't be surprised if we like traded him. Maybe. Well, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we traded him. You know. <laughs> Hell, even this off season, to be honest, and this isn't me saying that I want him gone. I would love for him to fulfil his potential, mm. but as I said, we haven't seen <laughs> nearly enough of it for us to oh. kind of be like, "Oh yeah, no, it's worth us sticking around." You know, and, you know, having him stick around and seeing what what kind of happens with him. But um, you know, fingers crossed. There's still some time <laughs> before the end of the season, and hopefully, something happens. I don't know. Mm. You know, some of these guys need to step up. In you know, if Edelman is out now, this is you know next man up territory, Iron Man football. So yeah, yeah. Well, you've. I mean, you've got the likes of they've taken in Moncrief. Moncrief became the the punt and kick returner for the weekend. He was elevated onto the um, full roster because of that. As as from what I've seen. Um, that was why he was pushed up on the full roster from the practice squad. They, I don't know if it's because they want Gunnar getting him involved more in the actual offense rather than um, special teams only. Um, not too sure in that one, to be honest. If anyone knows, then hit us up on Twitter at PatsChatUK. Um, let us know why, but it seems to be that in my my eyes, they'll try and 
um, utilize Gunnar more in the offensive wide receiver type that he was brought in for in the first place and not just as a returner. But yeah. Um, and Ford, it seems like Isaiah Ford, it's, I don't even know if he's going to get on the field at all. Do you think? <laughs> don't feel like it, the way we're going. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting. I mean, also, you know, as you just sort of pointed out, you know, he's kind of going to now have more and more of a part of the offense, which, you know, when way back in training camp and, and everything else, that was kind of the suspicion or, you know, people were kind of, there are thinly, uh, thinly veiled Edelman comparisons here and there. You know, it'll be interesting, I think, just to... As I said, now is the time for people to kind of go. You know what? Actually, there's a there's a spot to to be had here. I mean, Edelman's getting on now. I think who what, Bird is probably our standout receiver. Yeah, he's top receiver um, now. He's on 502 yards for the season, and Jacoby Myers is second with 443. And there's it just only seems to work in opposites for us. There's only like, one you know, one touchdown between the two of them, though. There's there's only six passing touchdowns the whole year. Six? Yeah. Man. This is a famine. It's been, I mean, look, could be worse, could be the Jets, but still, this is a famine. And one of those touchdowns was to Burkhead, and that came from Myers. That wasn't even because of our quarterback. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. So, yeah. It's it's a weird old season. It's unprecedented. It's unprecedented is the word of the year. Um, although I think the Ox- Oxford Dictionary said it was lockdown. I would go unprecedented. Um, and yeah, this is an unprecedented season for the, the Patriots, that's for sure. It's just... More and more, it's just adding up to like more of an interesting off season. Like, who will we get in free agency? Who will we take in the draft? And we're—I know we're not out of it completely. We we spoke about it last week that you know we basically have to win win out on the rest of the year to make the playoffs. And it's not inconceivable that something like a nine and seven record would be enough to get us into the last spot in the playoffs. It's potentially doable that we could only doable would be really blimey. You know, I'd be very surprised. Very yeah, I'm. Um, I mean, we've got Chargers, Rams, Dolphins, Bills, Jets, and you'd probably say the Bills are probably the toughest out of that lot. So again, it comes that and but. It's back to the old cliche again. That we just take it week by week. We beat the Chargers. We go to a five hundred record. We can beat if we can beat the Rams. Who I think they they uh, they lost was it Forty Niners? They were playing last night. I think that they lost to. But I think I, you could possibly put that down to, or more than likely put that down to divisional. Um, you know how well they know each other, sort of thing, because. They they obviously play each other um, a couple of times a year. That they know each other quite well, and the coaching and things like that. Just the same ways we've been outdone by by Miami now and again because of probably the same things. Otherwise, they wouldn't be able to touch us normally. Although this has now changed <laughs> drastically. Yeah. I mean, it's coming. If we win those two, that Miami game and then the Buffalo game are huge. Absolutely massive games. So oh, yeah, and do you? I'm just sitting there thinking about the team now, and you know, do you trust them? <laughs> That's, That's a different of... question. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've sat here and we've said we're back in calm, and we're given. You'd probably give them a two-year deal and the right contract. You know, I've left somewhere around. 10 or less million a year I'd imagine he'd be looking for but after the last couple of weeks I'm really starting to struggle Um, I don't know if it's am I not seeing something that others are seeing that 
you know, as to why they're still backing them as our quarterback, or, or I just, I really don't know. Um, what you, what's your take on it? Are you just changing your mind at all on Cam yet, or are you still sticking um, with that? Well, look, I think you've kind of touched on it when you said, you know, things are um, sort of gearing up for quite a spicy off-season and, you know, we're not going to go into who should we have and who should we trade, etc. But when you look at the market and you look at the quarterbacks that are available um, as free agents or that people are supposedly open to trading and moving on from. Um, you think of Kirk Cousins, you think of uh, Garoppolo. Uh, I nearly called him Garoppolo, but anyway. Um, <laughs> it, it was there. It was on the tip of my tongue, and I was like, don't do it, don't do it. Garoppolo. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you're kind of like, okay, well, this is a very, you know, if, if you imagine that Cam has been playing absolutely rubbish and it's like a no brainer that we're going to get rid of him. Uh, this is a really, really good scenario where you have a plethora of quarterbacks, whether that is in the draft and we traded up and we got someone or you took someone that was a free agent and was a bit established, you know, I'll, you know, we could sit here and start talking about Garoppolo reunions and, and everything else. Cause it wouldn't be out of the question. I don't think, but anyway, um, but ultimately, I th- I still think in my heart of hearts that you stick with Cam just because he has been there a year now, um, or by that point. So you may as well just put a year, two years in there, let us rebuild the rest of the roster, and then you'll find out whether or not you want to carry on with him. Because, you know, worst case, you pivot and you, you get someone else um, later on, I think. I think... He- but the point, you know, hypothetically, right, we bring, um, we, we do some kind of crazy, crazy thing where we bring Jimmy Garoppolo back. You know, we, we make a trade of the 49ers and we bring him back. That's probably the best case scenario because he's been in the system and that's the only person outside of Tom Brady or, yeah, that I would really see kind of coming in and doing a good enough job. You know, if we went and hypothetically we go and get... Um, Oh God, what's his name? Um, Stafford. We we brought Stafford in, which I don't see happening because he's kind of lived under a pretty horrific regime by the sounds of it at the Lions um, with their coach that we shall not name um, leaving. But I I don't I don't think any of them would come in and just immediately make some massive impact, immediately grasp the playbook, et cetera, et cetera. Because we can't go into next season assuming there's gonna be an off season and a training camp and, you know, um preseason games, et cetera, at this point in time because we don't know what's gonna happen in six months. So long story short, I would stick with, with Cam for now. Um, see what he's got for the rest of the season and then make preparations if if necessary, if he's just fallen off a massive cliff. But there were definitely a few things that were questionable. Um, I'm thinking about that pick. Um, The decision-making was a bit lackluster, in my opinion. It was like he was just holding on to the ball for what felt like 10 to 15 minutes and unsurprisingly then got sacked or hit. Um, but then there were sort of other bits where I was kind of like, yeah, that was, that was pretty decent. So, yeah, long story short, I, I'd still stick with Cam. I'm running out of excuses with him, but I haven't run out. There we go. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there was a few things picked up in the broadcast that there was the obvious pick that, I mean, to be fair to him, you could see he was sick to his stomach and he actually... Even at the end, you could see on his face. I can't remember if it was McDaniels he turned around to at the end. Yeah. And even though they just won, he just turned around and goes, I'm sorry. Like, basically, it was me that put you in that position sort of thing. And so, I mean, there's a lot of talk of him not being a leader and this and that. And I think that's not true. I think he is a leader. He takes it very personally. And he takes it very personally. Once that take ownership of mistakes like you saw yesterday from him but I just don't trust his his shoulder and his throwing and his mechanics now um, 
have got to that I think stage. He's too reliant on that running, personally. Having mm. that threat of him running, like he, he, we can't, you can't trust him, as you said, with the injuries that he's had. You know, with my example of Stafford, if you brought him in now, he's not going to run. He's going to throw the ball. Like, and he's injury prone, probably just as much as maybe mm. Cam is at this point, or had his fair share of injuries at least. But at least you know he could still, you know, sling it. Yeah, you kind of know what you're getting with him to an extent, whereas Cam is still a bit of an anomaly. That, at least that's kind of what we've seen so far, and what what it sounds like. Yeah, it, yeah, just like stuff like the 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 show that I mean, we were just taking a dig at Harry a minute ago, but there was a couple of time there was one play in particular. Harry was open for about must have been about three seconds. Yeah, okay, he was about four four or five yards short of the the first yard. First down yardage, um, but as I just said as well, he's a big dude and he's you know he could handle himself. You've seen that last year um, in flashes that he could. That if you just gave him the ball with that five yards, he could, you know, step up, man up, whatever you want to call it, and just actually charge at the the defensive backs um, or linebackers, whoever it was that was trying that would be tackling him and possibly make that yardage. But instead, he waited so long that there was two, maybe three um, defensive players around about him and it was a dud play. Like, there was just things like that. I thought he was, again, what we spoke about last week with the, the line that, you know, the they were close to... There was, I think, there was two or three tipped balls or batted balls, and and just yeah, I'm I'm not done with him yet either, but I'm slowly running out of patience with him, um, and I'll probably give him one more week and see how he gets on, and then if it's another poor performance, then. I'm probably done to as much as I've sat here um, defending him over the last few weeks that I guess I guess we're all allowed to change our mind once in a while or more than once in a while. There was one thing I, I saw that was uh, picked up on and it was Dan Shonsey of the Boston Globe had a little, I don't know if it goes in a full piece or not, someone's just copied and pasted this bit and I was kind of like, well, this is close to summing up my thoughts on it and it says before we say goodbye for today a word about cam newton enough newton has worked hard he has said all the right things at times he still seems able to impose his will and help win games with his legs he has been a good supportive teammate he's been gracious he's a snappy dresser i don't know what that's to do with anything but anyway um but we can't watch him play quarterback anymore seriously just how bad can janet Stidham be Against Arizona, Newton completed 9 of 18 passes for 84 yards with two interceptions. His quarterback rating was 23.6. September, October and November have come and gone and Cam has thrown four touchdown passes. Enough. I mean, that's that's about as damning as you get, surely. And I mean, this is, I think I hinted at it um, last week in, in terms of sort of because obviously we'd lost to the Houston um, Texans, so I was probably feeling quite um, down. But I do think we should take the opportunity to play some more. Uh, obviously, you know, like the playoffs are still in sight, etc. I, for one, am not actually that fussed about getting to the playoffs because I don't think we're going to do anything <laughs> if we do get into the playoffs. So what's the point almost i'd rather have a higher draft pick that bill inevitably turns into 64 um third and fourth round picks but um you know i i do think we should probably just give stidham a little bit of a bit of a go and just kind of give the kid a chance maybe later when playoffs are definitely out of contention because you know bill is not going to start tanking anytime soon so yeah, I, I would agree with that. Like what we've seen what Hoyer can do, not a lot. Um with all due respect to him. Uh, I think he's probably great off the field in terms of, you know, being a teacher and you know, all that sort of stuff. But I, I do think, you know, what have we got to lose at this point? Nothing. You know, we might turn out that this is the the way that we unlock Harry. And then suddenly, you know, we're on patch chat 
debating whether we should change it to Harry and Kill chat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I just don't. You know what? What else are we going to do with Stidham? Is it? Is that? Is that the? Has he hit his ceiling now? Is this now? This is that. This is the, the. I think this is the burning question. It's not. It's possibly not actually about Cam at all. It's actually about Stidham, and mm. Stidham's possibly the the issue, or otherwise, you know, is 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 he just not that good? And, and there's potential for that, definitely. Is he just not that good? Um, it's almost been a front, if you will. Um, and, you know, Cam landed in their lap, as we all know. How can you turn down a former MVP for pretty much a million dollars? You you can even, you know, get a house in the Hamptons for that kind of money. But you can get Cam Newton playing quarterback for you. But is it now time to admit the experiment's a failed one and we just move on back to Stidham and yeah, see what he's got to the end of the season and then you know, use him as trade trade bait and draft capital as well. Um because it, it, it seems it seems that they don't trust him to be a QB one anyway. Um and maybe he isn't one. Um, again, I can't. Sometimes I have to sit here and just admit that I'm not a scout. I'm not the greatest analyst in the world. That I don't know these things because I'm not in about training camp every day. I'm not in about practice every day. I don't. I, I'm not. You know, I'm not in Boston or New England with a press pass, and you can sit at the sidelines and watch what's going on. Um. Because it's not like soccer that you don't, you just don't get to see enough of the backup guys to make a fair evaluation. Sometimes I don't think you only get to see the first team. Whereas, you know, with us out with this year, um, normally you'd get a pro, and out with this year you'd get a preseason in the NFL as well, and probably have a better idea. But you know, you can still get a better idea because there's more, especially like there's more swapping of positions or personnel in the position, but something like quarterback is so sacred and, you know, you have to be the best of the best to get anywhere close to the top. And it's, if you're not it's the, the hardest best position, in sport. yeah, exactly. Is that, and that's why it's the hardest position because, you know, if you're, if you start a game, you, you finish a game, it's not our oh, six, 60 minutes in or in, um, you know, it's time for a sub. It's no, the only time you see a sub is if you're winning by what, four or five scores and you know the game's dead and buried because there's about eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. So you chuck in the backup to get some reps in. Like we saw with Stidham, and what happened? He gets intercepted and picked off. So maybe that, maybe he's good up into college level. But, you know, stick him in the pressure of being in a New England Patriots jersey on the field is too much maybe it's not his actual quarterback play that's the problem maybe it's his his mindset that he just you know it's like going to play at Celtic and Rangers or Liverpool or or Man United or Man City these days you know so Bayern Munich pick your team you can be the best player in the world and for whatever reason it doesn't work out for you because either tactically or something on the field doesn't work or you've just it comes down to your mindset and you've just not got the bottle to step up and, you know, wear the jersey and do the jersey proud. And it might just be that. Or but developing. He might still be theoretically, you know, yeah, trying to learn, learn what's going on and it's a long-term project as opposed to, you know, oh, we are drafting Brady's successor. This is going to be the next guy. This is going to be Garoppolo. Um, version two. I just like saying Garoppolo. <laughs> uh, it's got. I mean, I'm just trying to make points around him. <laughs> we, we've used. We've utilized a number of quarterbacks over the last few years through the draft, um, like Garoppolo, like uh, Brissett, like uh, Stidham, and the one that was at the tip of my tongue a minute ago that went and tried his his hand at a wide receiver um, during training camp. 
who's oh, seventh yeah. rounder from LSU. Who's yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember what his name is. No, yeah. I've not, but we all know who that is. But yeah, we've almost every year, and it's that pressure of, oh, it's Brady's successor. Oh, it's Brady's successor. And how many of them actually worked out and are still on the team? None of them. None. Exclude, excluding Stidham because he's, you know, by default, he's there almost. But everyone else has shipped up and left. Um, they've not been able to change. I think at the time Jimmy G probably was the one and from what we know there were some rumblings between Belichick and, and Robert Kraft as to who the guy was as such um, but yeah it's it's beside the point possibly as well but it might and just back to my actual point was it might not actually be Cam that's the issue as such it's Stidham's just not good enough so what other option do we have and it's Brian Hoyer, and that's not happening. Myers? <laughs> I don't mean. You could end up like Denver and uh, be, be playing Myers as your quarterback for um, a full game. Uh, I'd like to see Edelman under centre. I think that would be quite fun. Yeah, true. Just, just that beard. It just needs yeah. to get off the COVID list and off the... Like, <laughs> and then make it a possibility. Yeah, exactly. But no, there's... I don't know. As if, I think the long the short is, we're, both of us, we're running out of patience with Cam now. There's only so much snappy dressing gets you. Uh, how far that gets you. And actually, one thing I did want to mention is, please wear a mask properly. <laughs> Anytime I, I see Cam pictured, whether it's... In, you know, press conference, uh, the the Zoom call press conference is maybe slightly different because he's he's probably the you know he's there in a his own with the press officer sort of in earshot. But you know the the shot I saw of him this morning, I think it must have been him turning up to the um, stadium yesterday. He's it's it's below his nose. Just wear it goddamn properly. <laughs> It, uh, it doesn't matter I'm just if it's not surprised in the slightest if it's Cam or if it's the old guy in the shop it just really hacks me off like if you're not going to if you're not going to wear it properly then just don't bother but yeah, yeah. anyway <laughs> I would sort of play I'm sure it's something you'd say but yeah overall you know I'm happy with the happy with the win uh, it's, even though it's was a struggle to watch and it was just by the skin of our teeth. I, I, we should have lost it really when that pick was, um, when that happened, that we, we shouldn't have got the ball back um, to go and win it with the last second of the game. No way, no chance, but it happened. So I'll, I'll take the win, move on to Chargers yeah. next week, I suppose. Yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be an interesting one. Um, mixed bag. Mixed bag, I think. I really like Justin Herbert as a Oregon Ducks follower because I don't think I have a college team. I just seem to have affinities for certain ones. But the oldest affinity team, if you will, is is the Ducks. So any any alumni, I always want them to to do well, apart from when they play us. So it'll be a bit of a bit of a strange one. But I, yeah. But we'll leave that for the, the next one. Don't yeah, get, don't want to give it away too early. <laughs> um, anything else you want to say or cover before we leave Arizona in the desert? No, I think, um, yeah, we've discussed all, all we can do, really. Oh, shout out to Nick Folk because I was slagging him off. Yeah, 19 for 19. Boom. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm definitely not his biggest fan. I will never be his biggest fan, but yeah, fair play, fair play. Because yeah, it's, it's, I think those I miss those days when you know Gostowski was just smashing field goals left, right, center, upside down, diagonal, in wind, in snow, in sun. Those were the days. Um, Between him and uh, him and Vinatieri, we've been very blessed with oh, God, um, yeah. a couple of good kickers over the over the piece for the last number of years. And the the weird thing is, we were actually speaking about this last night as well. Was uh, 
uh, how do you pronounce it? Young Hui Ku. Yeah. Um, he's he's having a stormer of a season, and he was with us for about five minutes and dismissed that he was crap. It's Which funny I how can understand. It's funny how <laughs> I it tuned into the Atlanta on. game, and the dude was pinging balls from fifty yards out. And the thing was, was like it had some swerve on it. So I was like, did this guy play like soccer, football, or something? Mm. It was like Beckham bending it or something. I was very impressed, and then and then immediately followed was quiet rage because I knew that we still had Nick Folk. But he's now kind of redeemed himself slightly in my eyes. Um, I used to slag him off for years, years, like Buccaneers. And, oh, God, I used to love laughing at him. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm in this weird predicament where he's on my team. Anyway. Yeah, oh, well, uh, there you go. That's their <laughs> last bit of insight. And the Arizona Cardinals game, um, before we leave it there and park the bus, as they say, for, you know, we're on the next game up against the Chargers. We'll speak about that later in the week, um, of course. Um, but before we go, just the usual, rate, review and subscribe. Um, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram. Share us on your stories, on your actual Instagram feed, Twitter feed, whatever. Um, at us, at Pat's Chat UK. Um, DM us if you really want, if you want to come chat to us, um, but you'd rather do it privately, we'll easily answer any and all questions and just chat Patriots in general. So it's at Pat's Chat UK for both Instagram and the Twitter. And for my Twitter, it's at Matt Inkster. And for Jake, it's at Jake Paul Design. And any ramblings that I write, go on nflscotland.com and check out all the articles from those guys as well um, and their podcast at um, NFL Scotland because they all do a grand job and it wouldn't be uh, be remiss of me if I, if I didn't give them a shout out on the podcast since I'm, I'm involved with them these days as well. So yeah, that is that. That is the Arizona Cardinals uh, in the rear view mirror, we shall say, as we move on to the, the Chargers game um, and the week ahead. So yeah, we'll be back later in the week, folks, with a preview of that one. But until then, we'll speak soon. See you later. Bye.